Coffee Conversations about Influence Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influence marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Good day, and thanks again for listening to Coffee Conversations about Influence Marketing. As always, I'm Anne, your host, and we yet again have a great guest today. Spare Wundler is the marketing manager for Castle Lager and Castle Free, and he shares his journey into marketing and influence marketing with us. We chat about his latest campaign and why Castle has such a loyal following, and he tells us about his favorite campaigns he's worked on to date and why. Without any further delay, here's today's episode. Hi, Spay. Thank you so much for being with us today. Maybe to start off, please tell our listeners more about who you are and what a typical day looks like for a marketing manager at Castle Lager. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Spear. I'm Spear Vundla. I'm the marketing manager at Castle Lager at SAB. And um, I am a passionate marketer of many years at this point. And um, I absolutely love what I do. I, I love where I do it. I love who I do it with. We're an amazing company. Um, and I've been doing it for quite a while. I've been working for quite a few really amazing companies over the years. And i um, absolutely happy to be at SAB now, um, being the marketing manager of the brand that is the backbone of the company, the brand that built the SAB, the brand that really is, in essence, um, the backbone of beer in the country at large. Um, so typical day um, in my life, um, one of my favorite days is definitely a Tuesday, um, and that's when I have my newsroom, and uh, my newsroom is an interagency alignment session where I have every single one of the agencies that works on um, my brand, and we come together, we align, we strategize, we track, we monitor, we optimize all of the work across all of the channels and consumer touch points that we work on, and I guess that's really who I am on a plate, you know, I guess it's... Uh, the encourager in me. I'm very much uh, an encourager. I'm very much uh, a, a motivator and a cheerleader. And I like to be able to bring that to any sort of environment that I go to. I really believe that um, you spend more time at work than anywhere else. And so it's important to create a fun and encouraging environment. And so we go through our weekly tracking reports. I actually do check-ins with people to find out how they are because I care about people. I believe that we are human beings and not human doings. Um, and so it's important for, for people to know that beyond their work I care about them um, and yeah I'm really big on building um, relationships that lead to deliver measurable KPIs and impact you know it's one thing to have a great team vibe but we also need to be very um, clear and excellent in our delivery and um, and when we execute we absolutely need to ensure that um, everything does does yeah it goes ahead with absolute excellence I love that that is such a sounds like such a good work environment. You're not a human doer, you're a human being. Love, love, love that. Absolutely. Now, you're obviously here to talk to us about amazing things like influencer marketing. Can you remember the first time you actually kind of acutely became aware of this thing called influencer marketing? Wow, it was back in my days <laughs> as, a <social laughs> as a social media manager at Kia Motors South Africa. Um, sure. where, yeah, so I, I've got like multi industry, multi discipline um, experience. Um, love. And, yeah, and I, I absolutely loved it there. And 
one of the cool things there was, you know, I got to work with Danny Kay and Gabelo Mabalani um, and Ilana Africa. And um, Danny Kay and um, Gabelo were working on their Shout campaign, which, you know, has... Um, a, a I remember of, that. Mm, it always has, like, a different incarnation based on what the social ills are at the time in the country. And so yes. um, they were brand ambassadors for Kia. We gave them Kias. There were clear deliverables around what they had to do. Um, as a social media manager, I could rely on them to engage with the organization tweets we did um what was called um, the kia champion into the arena tournament which was around um five side street soccer and um that was fun to get those appearances um and whenever we would launch vehicles whenever we'd have our dealer conferences um we would collaborate with them and that was my first exposure to influencer marketing and it was really great to do so with people who Firstly, are amazing and really cared about not so much an association with um, the Kia brand, but what they, what you know could be leveraged from a mutually beneficial sort of shared value partnership, where they would be able to bring their spotlight to the brand, and the brand would also enable them to do some of the necessary um, social work that they do. So um, I really, really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the dynamic nature of that partnership, how we could incorporate them into everything, and um, and also just um, align on key messaging to deliver that to consumers um, in a way that was quite authentic and didn't feel forced. So that was really my first time um, being involved in influencer marketing, being aware of it, working with influencers, briefing them, tracking them, monitoring them, measuring them, being in partnership with them. What a wonderful way to kind of get into the industry or into that discipline with like a great campaign. Absolutely. And I mean, that was coming straight out of the World Cup in 2010 um, and going oh, into wow. so and, and care at that time was actually um, undergoing a major deal of um, going through a major, yeah, a lot of upgrades to their vehicles. So the, the new, there was mm. a transition from old to new Picanto, old to new Serato um, and all of that. And so it was a really, yeah. really, really great time. Yeah. I actually bought one of those new little Picantos in 2012 and I still drive it. It's never given me a day. It's never given me a day of hassle. So shout out to Kia. Love them. Never have issues. Even to this day, I still have lots of friends in the organization. Amazing people as well who work there. Amazing. Is there any lessons that you you learned through that first experience that you would look back on now and think, oh, I wish I knew that back then? Well, I feel like because there wasn't anything that went wrong, that first experience wasn't so much of a learning experience in terms of, because I believe a lot of learning happens through failure. Um, and I think we underrate failure. We underrate the power of the teacher that it can be, um, the, the molder, the shaper of purpose that it can be. But I think at that point was a really great foundation to understand strategically the, you know, the various pillars that one would need to consider in engaging in influencer marketing. But I think in terms mm. of, if I were to call out a campaign in my career that really stands out from an influencer marketing yes. perspective, it would definitely be the one from Carling Black Label. Um, what it's almost three years ago now, goodness me. Um, right at the beginning of 2018, um, I was brand new at SAB, I was the digital manager for mainstream and affordable brands. So that would be Castle Lager, Carling Black Label, Hansa, and Lion. And um, under the, the Carling Black Label, when I was brand new in the business, one of the things that they were working on doing was um, really to have a stunt at the beginning of a Kaiser Chiefs versus Orlando Pirates derby. 
Because so at mm-hmm. the beginning of the Weto Derby, what they did is um, they took a, a, a traditional um, guijo um, called Masambe Nono, um, which means let's go, my baby. And um, and that's it's generally generally sung in, a, in the football occasion and you know all of that. Mm-hmm. And what they did is they got a choir of women from different backgrounds, different races um, in the country to to sing that song. And people thought that that's, they were just singing that song, but then they changed the lines in the second verse to speak directly to gender-based violence. Because as you may or may not know, I... that label um, has the No Excuse platform, which deals specifically yes. with gender-based violence and is encouraging men to be champion men, to be men that stand for the right things, to not be trash, um, and to take an active stance on protecting um, women and others who are vulnerable in communities. And so they changed the, the lyrics to speak of, you know what, we want to go, but what's going to happen when you lose this match and you've had too much to drink, mm-hmm. are you going to beat me? And, and it ends up by saying, a real man doesn't do that. And it absolutely blew up. And what we were able to do through our partners in the hash um, was to um, station influencers all over the stadium. The, the, the case study is available for you on YouTube. Um, we placed influencers all over the stadium to experience this moment authentically. They didn't really know what they were going there to go and do. They thought there was going to be an opening ceremony or like a performance or mm. something like that. And um, <laughs> a very real message around gender-based violence. This thing trended um, ridiculously um, and in integration with all of the other um, channels such as TV um, that was there in radio and public relations, um, there was an immediate trend about this topic. Um, and the beautiful thing is that the players on both teams were able to walk onto the field um, with bands that had the No Excuse logo on it. And they took a combined team photo at the end of the game to symbolize that win or lose on the field as men, this is one of the things that we are committing to standing for as Kaiser Chiefs, as Orlando Pirates. And that was really, really powerful. Um, and it ended up winning us, well, part of that execution, the whole execution, um, ended up winning us a Can Lion, um, which was absolutely oh, incredible. Amazing. Yeah, in that a couple of months later, we won at Cannes um, with our agency partner in Cape Town, Ogilvy, who was who, who gave us the concept, and we integrated it with uh, you know some of our other agency partners like Visium on the media side in the hash um, for channels of influence. Um, in fact, I don't really call it influencer marketing. Maybe that's another thing. I call it channels of influence. Um, I do love that. <laughs> I think it's limiting to call it influencer marketing because influencer marketing Mm. assumes that it's just people that you're dealing with. When you understand that influence comes in various channels, there are people, there Mm -hmm. are brands, um, there are places, there are all kinds of ways in which one or a thing can have influence. And so um, sponsorship partnerships, for example, become a channel of influence. And it's really, really important to understand it as its own ecosystem and as its own channel mix in order for you to know what is possible. I remember that campaign very clearly. Mm. It was incredibly impactful. And I know amongst my circle of friends, people were sharing it and talking about, and it was really this conversation starter on a really real topic that we have an issue with in this country. So amazing that you were part of that. Yeah, it was it was really one of those amazing things where I had to hit the ground running um, and I was immediately a part of something that was amazingly successful. And yeah, I mean, I still give such great credit to Ogilvy in Cape Town, um, Nick Dumini, yeah. marketing manager at Carling at the time. Amazing, amazing campaign.
Amazing. So that leads me to my next question. You've obviously been involved with some amazing campaigns and you continue to do so. But when you're looking at measurements and ROI for your campaigns, what is like those key metrics? Obviously, it changes depending on what you want to do. But what are those key ones that you kind of always want to keep an eye on and measure in your campaigns? I think they're pretty logical. I think reach is the first one that you want to think of because really when you're looking at channels of yeah. influence, you're looking at partnering with people, brands, and things that can do for you what you can't do for yourself. So that reach yes. is obviously important. And anyone who says otherwise is probably lying. Um, secondly, <laughs> <laughs> secondly um, engagement for me is really the biggest key um it's around what is the person's average engagement number um and their reach obviously when they're um doing something by themselves and then what is the impact of your campaign as they speak for your campaign as they engage with your Mm -hmm. campaign what is the impact does their engagement go up does it go down because that actually then begins to help you get closer to brand fit and someone who you'd want to build a relationship with um and for me media is so important i don't just want to release cool creative i actually care about my consumer i actually care about my audience what they think um because that engagement is super duper key um when it comes to things like driving purchases or things like e-commerce we are able now to do things like pixel tracking um where we can see the impact of how they drive people to the call to action and fulfillment um on the e-commerce platforms and then of course um one of the cool one of the my my new favorite things to do in 2020 is um the amplification of influencer content particularly in a space where influencers are really great content curators that can be aligned with your brand world that's absolutely amazing i think brutal fruit did an amazing job on Spring Day this year of having a lot of amazing lifestyle influencers who just love their brand. I mean, it's a great brand. I, I buy a lot of brutal fruit myself. Um, uh, just me too, me too. <laughs> um, you know, pictures of the brand mm. in their world. And I just thought it was absolutely gorgeous. And it, it landed the feeling of spring on what was really a freezing cold day in Joburg. <laughs> yeah, look, it was winter. It still is. I think the sun is making an appearance um, at the day of this recording, the 3rd of September. The sun has made an appearance for the first time in a a few days. Um, For that, we are grateful. Do you peak? (laughs) Yeah. So tomorrow, maybe we'll have like maybe a spring day. Let's hope. Maybe (laughs) a weekend or something. (laughs) Perhaps. Um, So that's, that's absolutely, I love what you've just said, especially, and I love that you said amplification because in 2020, we're seeing that trend in the industry coming through quite strongly. And there's a reason for that. It works. It's literally taking beautiful lifestyle content that's created by real people and amplifying it through either paid media or through a brand's platform. And just it's so much more authentic for your customers to engage with. And we see that it works. Absolutely. And, you know, and it works for us as part of our, you know, our our media mix. So that's absolutely um, fundamental to understand the power of what that can leverage for you. I mean, it really is kind of, it is a type of media investment as well, when you consider that you are buying in essence. Yeah. No, absolutely. So let's chat about your most amazing, exciting campaign that is about to launch. A little, yeah, a little bird whispered in my ear. Something about the Proteas is involved, but I don't really know what it is. So maybe you can tell us what is this campaign about? 
Well, Castle Lager right now has just launched hashtag Castle Bryce season with spring coming in with warmer weather. Please God, um, to come through. Um, we've <laughs> launched Castle Bryce season, and this is an exciting channels of influence campaign that we're doing right now. So Castle Lager has, firstly, the unique um, opportunity and really privilege of being the sponsor of our three major um, national sporting code teams, being Bafana Bafana, the Proteas, and the Springboks. And so what we've done is we've actually said and it's in a year like this where COVID has messed so many things up and where we're really really missing our national sport as a nation we know the power um, of unity that it brings to us um, we don't have that and so we thought you know how could we still have our favorite sports stars do something competitive um, but also something that's a bit more fun and where we can really get to know them in another way and so Castle Bryce season is a concept that we've now just launched it's a platform that we've launched um, where we really encourage South Africans everywhere to reclaim the bry occasion, to join us on a Saturday afternoon, get their brides out, light your fires, use your gas or your wood, and join us for this national bry. as we also have a digital content series, which will see the Proteas, um, Bafana Bafana, and Protea, uh, and Springboks, excuse me, um, go head to head. So this weekend, we're going to see the Proteas um, go head to head. We've got Buren Hendricks, we've got Andile Pechiguayo, and we've got Rassi van der Dissen, um, who are going to be brying off against each other. One of our friends of Castle Sivengesi um, is going to be the presenter of this digital content series. Um, and we're really just encouraging people everywhere to get into it, to vote for their favorite sports stars, Bry. Um, we're giving away 100 Weaver Bry's so that we can elevate everyone's Bry experience. Um, we're super duper amped to have people upload um, their, themselves Brying with Castle, to upload videos and images telling us their Bry tricks and tips and hacks and strategies and, you know, um, give us inspiration because we really just want to engage with the country in Bry in this season. And so that's really what it is. And um, one of the cool things is we're able to partner with Metro FM and Ukozi FM, our biggest national radio stations, to amplify this message, um, get our players interviewed, talking to us about how they like to Bry. And also there's going to be an opportunity for listeners on those stations on Saturday afternoon to be able to call in, share their favorite bride stories and stand a chance to win a Weaver live on air. So we're doing quite a bit um, to just encourage everyone, especially now that government is allowing us to have, you know, a couple of people over at home to do so safely. Yes. Uh, but to certainly have fun because it is bride season for sure. I love that. And I also love that it's like an integrated approach. It's not just one channel of marketing. Like you were saying earlier, it's like channel of influence. It's your radio, so it's your more traditional guys coming in with your digital, with your influences, aka your macros that you're using from your different sports teams. And everyone can see it wherever they, they kind of choose to consume this. Absolutely. And um, it's really also around driving engagement here, man. I really would like to see how South Africans bry. You know, we've got such a diverse heritage, but one of the things we all have in common is that we all bry. And we're super excited to literally reward people um, and enable them to elevate their bry experience. Um, for them simply engaging with us and telling us how they do it, where they do it, and for them voting, obviously, for their favorite sportsman um, who is going to win. But we have not only 
um, thought of the men only. Um, we are going to have one for the ladies um, the final weekend of October. Um, and that's going to be very exciting. And I'm encouraging everyone to stay tuned on Castle Lager SA. That's our handle across our social media channels, Castle Lager, at, um, Castle Lager SA, um, for all of that information, all of that content. Um, and of course, we've got 100 Weepers to give away, and they're amazing. <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, who doesn't want to win a Weber? I mean, come on, come on. Especially when you can make, uh, you know, that, you know, you know, you've heard of like where they put a can of castle in a chicken and they put yes. a Weber yes. and the castle goes through the chicken and makes that thing moist and amazing and life changing. Like I'm here for that. I, I want to see that video. Oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> it's the recipe. You got the recipe here. Yeah, try it at home. And, <laughs> um, but, um, Back to the campaign, I know you guys are obviously using um, these beautiful sportsmen as your main influences. So they're your macro influences, yes. right, to drive this preach engagement. People already love them. Yes. But are you using kind of smaller influences also to support this campaign in more of an authentic way and kind of spread this message across to their platforms? Absolutely. We have what we call the Friends of Castle. Um, we've done a lot of social <laughs> listening. We've done a lot of um, tracking and measuring and monitoring to see who, uh, who are our advocates online. And um, we have an amazing group of people who love our brand, who support us and who we're happy to send merchandise to for unboxing and things like that. And um, we, we, we call oh, them amazing. Yes, and, and we find that they act as a sort of Twitter army um, when we do things like this. So, uh, for example, on Saturday, we're going to be having an amazing conversation with our online audience, um, chilling in the afternoon on Saturday um, while everyone is brying, while we're watching the digital content series, while we're listening to Ukozi and Metro. And we're going to be having conversations, talking about all of the things that, you know, that we like, you know, for example, do you like bap or do you like rolls? Um, <laughs> is that your preference? And I think those are things um, that people like to really discuss and things that we all actually have an opinion on. And I, I think it's so interesting yes. um, to find that out. And so we know that we can rely on these friends of Castle um, who are predominantly on Twitter um, and Facebook to jump onto that and engage with us. We know who they are. Our community management team knows who they are. Um, and yeah, so we do believe in, under, in, in, in leveraging the different layers and spheres of influence in channels of influence. So in this kind of a campaign, the, our channels of influence would be the actual players. They would be our right yes. partners. So Safa, um, Cricket South Africa, mm. and Saru. Um, they would be um, our friends of Castle, um, who we know are going to come for us on Twitter on Saturday. It's very exciting. It would be Siv Ngesi as our host, who's also um, a friend of Castle as well. It would be Ukozi FM. It would be Metro FM. Um, so we have dynamic expressions and levels um, of channels of influence all in one campaign. And um, that's going to be really exciting for us to be able to monitor. And then things like paid media, things like public relations, all then will come to serve as amplifiers of what is at the core a channels of influence campaign that is also encouraging the nation um, as ordinary South Africans everywhere to also be influential by sharing their recipes, tips, tricks, and hacks um, as we really build a platform of communication um, and in essence a channel around the Bri occasion. Most of you know that Influential is our podcast sponsor. 
But did you know that my co-host Anne heads up the agency? And that is the first ever boutique agency in South Africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing. Anne and her team are experts in the field and they've spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest PR and media agencies. The moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast, and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month. And this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. And contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. I think that is such a well thought out campaign as well. Um, and like you were saying, like speaking to your friends of Castle, who are essentially your, your nano and micro influencers, yeah. and they're so authentic, they already love your brand, they speak about you. Absolutely. Um, and using them um, to talk about real things. Yeah. I mean, you were saying you're, you're going to talk about whether your preference is pup or rolls with a fry. Like, do you um, think you <laughs> Do you believe in dessert and a bride? There are some people who are like, why on earth would you bring sweet into the savory occasion? But there are others who are as like, long as you they, mean? There must be chocolate brownies and ice cream. <laughs> you know, as long as they are potato salad, I am happy. <laughs> potato salad rolls i'm a very happy girl but these things people do literally have debates about i was part of a campaign last year it was as a local tomato sauce and they literally just asked people do you like to put your tomato sauce on the side or on all over your chips and it caused so much havoc with people going you're so disgusting you're so gross i can do this and i was like wow this is a big issue, apparently. <laughs> and so we've done the work of social listening to find out what the most um, contentious or the most spoken about issues are in the Briar occasion. And we really want to facilitate that conversation and um, really be able to report back to the country in terms of what they have to say about it. Um, it it's really, yeah. really, really cool. We want to really create a channel. We want to be, you know, that lighthouse in that Briar occasion that encourages people to be content curators themselves and um, let us know how they bring their uniqueness um and their heritage so also what i'm hearing you saying is yeah plan 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 and plan this is you know some people think an influencer campaign or any campaign is just like you've got a great idea and then you just go cool influencers here you go but do you guys have done social listening to find topics people um planned out who is going to be your macros who's going to be your micros who's going to be hosting what who are the right radio stations to to actually partner with and everything is just fantastic planning i'm here about i'm here for integrator integration all day every day um integration is so significant i i think what makes it what separates brands um, in terms of being amazing or horrible in channels of influence is the ones who are good will actually plan, know exactly what they're trying to achieve and what they're and how they're trying to engage with their consumer um, in terms of Absolutely. specific communication and leverage um, the integrated media channels and channels of influence to bring that to life. And then the ones that really suck at channels of influence are the ones who are like, oh, cool, <laughs> I'm selling this. Get people to tell people to buy it. Boom. Yeah. 
There's no pretty much. That. It's completely inauthentic. You've missed up on. You've missed out on opportunities to actually collaborate with your channels of influence to see what it is that they like, to see what it is that they're passionate about. Um, collaboration is so important in this space because um, when you're talking about communication, um, you want to allow people to own authentically own their uniqueness within what they communicate Correct. and how they communicate it. It can't all look the same um, because that's not authentic. That's not real. Um, and so there's a very huge difference between people who are just going to retweet um, versus people who are actually going to care and be invested um, in the mm. campaign. And I think um, a lot of brands really need to mature to the point where um, they can be strategic about how they engage in channels of influence. Yeah, I also believe that it comes down to storytelling Absolutely. and everyone has their own story to tell and people really love that and it's just like a human thing. Mm. We love to hear someone's story on a certain topic mm. and to your point, every person on your campaign is going to do that in a different way but they're yes. still going to bring that messaging across in a very authentic way. Yes, I, I love the way you're putting it in terms of storytelling because every story has a story arc. And it's and it's got tent pole moments, key tent pole moments in the telling of that story. And it's important to look at which influencers work for which part of your campaign, you know, because some yeah. may only work for the introduction or the summation or the engagement piece in the middle. And you need to look at the messages and how they can authentically be paired with the influencers or the channels of influence that you utilize. I love what you're saying. Thank you. So then that brings me so naturally to what I want to ask you next. Um, is an agency partner, when it comes to influencer marketing, like the implementation, finding the right guys, briefing them, guiding them, is such a partner quite important to you? I would absolutely say so. So at Castle Lager, our agency partner for channels of influence is Orchid on 25, um, owned by the very successful, very illustrious and um, dynamic Jay Budza. And what we have been able Love to him. do, he's amazing. Um, and what we've been able to do with him is really understand his expertise in that in the channels of influence space um, to inform some of our strategic thinking. It's aligned obviously to business objectives. We don't just do this haphazardly. Um, and we, we align with him strategically to create the ecosystem and the plan for the year. And then what we have um, internally at SAB is we have our in-house agency called Draftline. Shout out to Desh. Um, <laughs> shout out to Chi. Love Desh as well. Um, <laughs> Um, at Draftline. Um, and what they do for us is they really help us um, through their tools to um, get really deep, rich insights, tracking, measuring, monitoring, optimizing, um, both um, before the campaign and in real time as we have daily stand-ups and scrums and things like that to track performance um, and also to ensure that we hit our KPIs. So we've got a really great, um, from a from, from that partnership, with Orchid on 25 and Draftline working together in that, it's amazing. And then of course, our other agency partners, Ogilvy Johannesburg, Visium, um, from a creative and a media um, perspective, um, respectively, really come together to create create 
um, an amazing 360 degree kind of lens and focus um, on channels of influence so that we can really knock things out of the park. And I think it's not just a good agency, but it's also amazing integration and inter-agency alignment mm. that is critical. Hence my newsroom um, that I have weekly and you know things like the daily scrums um, to ensure that everyone that is involved on something speaks to everyone. There's no duplication of effort. Everyone knows what their lane is and everyone knows how to help others in their lanes as well so it's really really a great way of working that we have developed no absolutely um and i think you hit the nail on the head integration is so important you can't just work in silos and expect amazing things to happen across the board because your messaging needs to kind of have that golden thread through everything everyone needs to know where they're coming in when they're coming in how they're coming in. Absolutely. And the only way you can do that is through proper integration. Otherwise, you'll look schizo. You'll be saying different things at different times <laughs> at the same time, and no one will know what you're actually out here trying to do. Um, so it's super duper important. Exactly. And it keeps us honest and accountable, which is important as well. Very important, especially in the digital age, let's be honest. Absolutely. <laughs> I know earlier when we were talking about your um, Friends of Castles, obviously people who love talking about your brand organically online. Um, so obviously that is user-generated content. Um, and from a conversation, I take it it's incredibly important to you to have um, that user-generated content, mm -hmm. so it's valuable. Um, but how do you generate that on Castle across your platforms, or is this just something that people do in any case? Well, we actually have a highly engaged audience. Our audience really, really loves us. We um, have a really great earned media rate on social media. Um, we have really qualitative conversations with our audience. We utilize community management even to do market research. You know, it's it's nice to know where people like to enjoy their castle. It's nice to know the occasions um, that they enjoy castle with, the memories they have of castle, um, what they love most about castle. And so we've got a, a community that's very, very engaged um, socially. But in terms of user-generated content, particularly as it pertains to things like, you know, the bribe platform, for us, that mm -hmm. is the KPI. We want ordinary South Africans everywhere to to contribute to that conversation with their own content. Um, but I think in terms of how we generate it, it's really about knowing what people care about. Um, if people don't yeah. care, they will not engage um, at the very fundamental level. Then, of course, you can get into tactics. What is the carrot that you're going to dangle? You know, <laughs> sometimes you will um, dangle <laughs> carrots. And I think some of our greatest success as a brand has been about um, communicating and connecting with South Africans um, in a, as, as the national beer in a way that is authentic and means something to them. And so I'll give you a really great example. In this COVID time, um, I started what we call One Nation Fridays. And so our hashtag as it pertains to our sports sponsorship platform is one nation, one beer. And so we utilized that when the lockdown happened. And when the lockdown had happened initially, we donated 7 million rand to the Solidarity Fund. We took our marketing budget um, for that time period and really just threw it into the Solidarity Fund because I don't think it was a time for anyone to be self-serving and about themselves. It was time for us to really get together um, as public and private. Absolutely. Um, 
and at business and society at large, really, to just work at getting us out of this mess. Um, and so that's what we chose to do. We, we released a television commercial, which in essence was saying that we have been the sponsor of the South African spirit for such a long time, um, being behind the proteas, mm. the spring box and Bafana Bafana, our national teams. And now through our donation to the Solidarity Fund, we were supporting a new national team. And that is those men and women who are on the front lines of this battle um, against COVID-19, the nurses, the people in the stores, and um, the doctors, the truck drivers who are keeping us fed. Um, so many people who are unsung heroes um, in this year. Um, and that's what that Solidarity Fund, sorry, sorry, Solidarity Fund donation meant to us as a brand. And so coming off of that um, and having our budgets frozen and not having budgets, um, we had to engage with mm -hmm. the Prince of Castle and our rights holder partners as channels of influence to say, what is a simple action that we can do? And so an idea that I had was whenever South Africa is going to compete against another country, um, when we're watching national sports, um, across our three sporting codes, we will all wear our supporters' jerseys. You know, Castle Lager released um, one nation, um, the One Nation jerseys last year. Um, some people have the actual sporting code jerseys and everyone wears them on a Friday. And so what I decided to do is to say, you know what, let's get together. Let's ask our channels of influence to engage with us, um, to put their jerseys on and, and let's get the country to get together on a Friday, put on their South African supporters' jerseys and send a message of encouragement to people who are on the front lines of the fight against COVID-19 on social media using our hashtag One Nation, uh, you know, One Beer. And so um, it was one of those things that was really, really awesome for people to say, this is not about a beer because we clearly can't trade, but this is around us as a yes. nation trying to inspire hope and to release encouragement and positivity um, and get and really try and generate a sense of unity behind something that is far bigger than all of us and any commercial agenda. You just gave me goosebumps. That was, that's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and it performed so well. It performed so well. You know, I can we didn't have any media budgets. Obviously, it was completely channels of influence, user-generated content. But the, the 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 performance and the the user generated content, the earned media that we were getting, was as if we had put um, paid media promotion behind it, um, and it was really really amazing. And we we ran it, I think, for um, a period of about six weeks or so, um, and it it really performed amazingly well. Great deal of positive sentiment at a time where we really needed it in what you know when we're beginning to navigate what a new normal would be for us as a nation. I love that. And I think the great insight from that is, and not only during COVID times, but for anyone listening is doing influencer campaigns, is that when you talk about things that people care about yeah. and that they, they would get behind, you'll yeah. always have a really great, successful campaign. Absolutely. The power of the insight, the power of the campaign is in the insight, right? And the insight has yes. to be resonant for your market. Otherwise, everything will fall flat. Yes. We have to remember that always. I think we get sometimes caught up in, you know, the objectives. We have to drive this, drive that, drive that. But sometimes we just need to step back and just say, you know what, what do people care about that will drive them to do what you want them to do in the end of the day, to be very honest. And, and, and to yes. do so in a way that says, I heard you and I know you and I understand you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Spare, when you are doing your forward planning for your castle campaigns for the year or months ahead, do you kind of always keep that 
um, influence marketing component of your um, channels of influence, top of mind? Or do you just kind of do your planning and then go, you know what, later on you think influencers could really be amazing to amplify messaging here and here, and sometimes they'll be the hero over there and there. I see channels of influence as a media channel. So in the same way that when Amazing. I consider a campaign, I would think of what I will do on social, what I would do on other digital channels, what I will do on television, radio, out of home, below the line. Channels of influence is a channel of communication that I need to leverage in the manner in which I cause my campaigns to land with my consumer. We are South Africa's national beer. Um, we need to connect with yes. South Africans on the ground in meaningful ways, um, not just in trade executions, but also socially, um, on, on, you know, on social media. And so channels of influence is absolutely one of those channels that I would account for um, in a communications plan. So are there certain things that you can tell marketers who's kind of just starting their journey with channels of influence, is there certain things you would say they should avoid yeah. completely? <laughs> <laughs> I um, thought so. <laughs> don't just slap on channels of influence as amplification. That is possibly the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Um, actually engage with your channels of influence. Look at collaborative opportunities, number one. Number two, make sure that everything you do is based on insights. Um, if it's not insight driven, then you really have no basis on which to measure um, KPIs. That is meaningful. Yeah. Um, if you understand your why, it'll inform your how and the way you measure. And that's super duper important. And I think finally, stop the whole inauthentic nonsense. Like it's so bad when you can see that Please. have been paid to say something a particular kind of way because they're all saying the same thing. Like they copied and pasted um, a script that they were given by a brand. All of that stuff is such a mess. You need to, in getting your um, channels of influence, know who they are, know what they bring to the table, know what they bring to the table and ensure that they communicate um, your key messaging framework in a manner that is authentic um, and authentic engagements. I've never scripted what people must say in response to our messaging. I've just asked for engagement to say, just respond authentically um, and re respond, you know, you know, just as you would <laughs> with the messaging. I don't, <laughs> I don't give a preview. I don't actually, I let people know that here's the campaign. Here's what we're trying to do. But in terms of specific posts and things like that, mm. I just, post it and let them know it's out there and they would engage authentically with that and I think that's what well that's definitely what uh as Castle Lager we're big on we're really big on authenticity it is a value mm. um, that our consumer values and therefore we value as well and that's how we always seek for our engagements to be love that love love Spain you've given us so much insight today and thank you so much I think People are sitting with their pen and papers and just jotting down little notes uh, of insights and things that they need to tweak. So thank you for that. Awesome. Um, and we're almost at the end of our conversation, which is really sad. But um, in parting, <laughs> yes, please. I think definitely after um, the spring campaign, we would love to have you back to chat us through about how that went um, and just also the insights and the learnings from that. That would be amazing. Awesome source. Happy to do that. Amazing. So before um, you go, please, is there three top tips you can maybe give to marketers um, when they go into the planning phase of, a, of an influencer campaign? 
I, I think firstly would be to say don't separate your approach to channels of influence from the way you would do anything else in communication um it is only a channel it is a tool um you still need to number one know your audience you need to know who you're you're talking to you need to know what your 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 brand or business objectives are and align your message um to that in order that when people engage with it you can measure it um in order to see what impact that's going to have you know i'm big on brand list studies Mm. um i'm big on that because it's important to see the impact of a campaign on people and their association with your brand i think it's important to set up regular tracking um it's important to to really uh measure and optimize all the time and um, to do a lot of the the hard work up front make sure you're partnering with the Mm. right channels of influence research deep dive into them actually see if all their followers are authentic um (laughs) you know uh, absolutely so many tools that will help you with that now and it's just make sure you're doing the right thing with the right people in order to land the impact that you're looking for that will ultimately drive the business and brand goals that you have in mind. Otherwise, you are setting yourself up for disaster. You are setting yourself up for failure. Um, and to to be that brand where it's like, oh, we don't care what they have to say because they're so fake about it. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, there's a couple of them out there. <laughs> yeah. It happens. Bad, bad channels of influence work happens to good people. Absolutely. I agree with that. And I think it is just learning and growing and doing it until you find that sweet spot that works for you and your brand. Yeah, absolutely. So where can listeners connect with you online if they want to find out more about who you are and the work that you do? I am big on LinkedIn. You can literally um, search Spare Um, you can check me out on Twitter where it's spare underscore V. And of course, anyone who knows me knows I am a grammarholic. Um, <laughs> I love um, it. I'm going to connect with you on there. Please definitely. do. Um, and I use my full name there, at Sipelele, S-I-P-H-E-L-E-L-E. And um, you'll see me um, pretty much talking about work. I'm really big in terms of motivation and inspiration and trying to create a positive space. I think there's so much junk on social media, so I really do try to be intentional about motivating yeah. and being positive on my channel. And I'm always happy to engage. You may walk into my DM sliding as for people who are not invited. You may walk into my DM confidence <laughs> um, and engage with me. Uh, and I'm happy to talk to everyone. But on LinkedIn, you'll see a lot of my campaign work um, because um, I do like to talk through a lot of my work there on Instagram. I like to talk through a lot of, you know, my personal sort of motivation and inspirational stuff there. Wonderful. I think definitely people should go and connect with you. I'm certainly I'm going to do that right now after this chat. Awesome. Um, and then, yeah, hopefully we chat to you soon again. I would love to chat to you soon again. I think we're going to have an amazing campaign. Um, I think it's going to do really well. I think we've, so. we had, we've, we trained it on Monday. Uh, we've had an amazing response on social media with people just getting excited about seeing their favorite sports stars getting into action. Um, um, people absolutely going in. I mean, Thursday's the last day that people can go and get their castle lager ahead of the weekend. So people are being smart about how they're buying, leveraging e-commerce channels for convenience. Um, and I think we're going to have an amazing castle bry season. I think so too. The sun just needs to play play the game now as well. Come on. I believe the sun will come out and not tomorrow, but today. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wanted to say that you beat me to it. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I was going to sing. It would have been a whole mess. <laughs> uh, we don't know. Maybe you will get some new listeners from a whole new demographic. It'd be great. <laughs> awesome. Space, thank you. Thank you so much again. Um, and have a good one. You too. Um, thank you so much for this opportunity. And I look forward to being back to share some great results and learnings. And maybe I'll do a partnership with Dish where we can go through some of our post-campaign analysis. Absolutely would love that. We should schedule that right now already. <laughs> awesome source. Thanks a million. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.